Welcome to The Catch. A place where people can share their stories of how they were caught to be set free. Where each story points to the big story. The message of the cross. Hey everyone, welcome to The Catch. My name is Ryan. And I'm Cheryl. And today, today is a very special day. We have my sister and my brother, Willie and Laria Reed. How are y'all doing, man? Good. Great, great. Happy to be on here. <laughs> hey, I'm glad to have okay. y'all. I, I know that uh, everybody's trying to get everything together during the holidays. So today I wanted to just share some light. We just wanted to share some light on like family, put some emphasis on family a little bit today. And so what do you have, uh, El? What, what are some things on Christmas that you remember doing? Well, I know every Christmas, If for the people that don't know, we always used to go to Orlando, Florida to go to Disney World. I think that started, for real, what were we like four or five, maybe? Uh, yeah, we yeah, were young. Really, really, really around young. Wasn't there yet when we started. Yeah, I wasn't even yeah. born yet. Mm-hmm. You know, doing our, our vacation stuff to Orlando, but it was every year, and it didn't start out in like the best of hotels and all that stuff. <laughs> right. You know, and uh, <laughs> but bringing your really lunch and all time. that. Yeah. It was a really good time. We made sure we went to Disney World and Epcot Center, and like if we couldn't travel the world, we would go to uh, what was it Epcot Center that had all the different uh-huh. little places, and we would yeah. see how people do things and all that type of stuff. So it was, and Mom made it always educational too. Oh, yeah. right. And the teacher and her, but Dad was there for the fun and to <laughs> and to do all the good little stuff for you know kids to see Mickey Mouse, Minnie, and the whole nine. I know there's a story about Ryan meeting Mickey Mouse. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so all right, so if, if y'all know me, I'm you know I was like the biggest Mickey Mouse fan like ever all time. So like it was like I Jesus, mean, was Mickey bad. Mouse, then like you know whoever else. But it was like uh, used got, to pray for him, right? Yeah, I used to pray for he him. He used yeah. to pray for I Mickey pray Mouse. For He'd be <laughs> like, and Jesus, please bless Mickey Mouse. <laughs> so I finally got a chance to meet Mickey like in person and uh yeah i froze man i, I froze Whoa, up. That one, the, he didn't freeze you got scared yeah, I froze. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got so scared. in person you were like no ah. <laughs> <laughs> i was on like three i remember it though that's how crazy it was. Like, <laughs> i don't know how we got those backstage little passes things to go back yeah. there you remember yeah. that area? and we went back there and we saw uh, Mickey, Donald Duck, and all, like all of them, I guess when they would get mm-hmm. dressed. And, all stuff. and Ryan saw Mickey Mouse and lost it. He was like, <laughs> I, lost it. I froze up. I wasn't scared he to meet Donald Duck. Too. But I was scared to meet Mickey. Was, yeah, that was that was my dog, man. But I was I was too I was what do you call it when you're scared to meet somebody? Like he a, was starstruck. starstruck. Yeah, yeah, I was starstruck. scared. He was scared yeah. too because he was so big. Yeah, he didn't mm-hmm. think Mickey Mouse was that big. Yeah, Mickey yeah. was like seven yeah. feet tall back then. <laughs> <laughs> All I remember was Disney World, fun. We knew we were going. Then we would go shopping. We didn't do the whole Christmas thing. What I did like, we didn't do presents and stuff on Christmas Day. We would go shopping after, after Christmas when all the sales yeah. were there. <laughs> and, and it was like so much fun. I mean, I don't really, you know, when people talk about having Christmas, oh, we're going to have Christmas dinner and sit down together, mm-hmm. like Thanksgiving almost. Ours is completely different. I remember going to the park. We go to Epcot or Magic Kingdom. We always got there too late for the whole parade at Magic Kingdom. 
just having a good time and it was just fun for us. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was just our bonding time and I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I, I mean, I don't know any different. So, and then y'all brought me into the tradition because my very first time going was with yeah. Ryan, yeah. our first year of marriage. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, we baptized Cheryl at the Disney. <laughs> yeah. Which is she was like, okay, this is different. Yeah. Because yeah. I guess we had like Christmas meal all throughout the year. Like, mom and dad mm-hmm. like to cook. So, we always had like, you know, like, yeah, we didn't have to wait to eat good, you know. And it was kind mm-hmm. of y'all's escape, too. Yeah, it was our escape because dad was, you know, he was always at the church. Like, you know, like that was his, you know, week off basically for the year yeah. where he would go or unless we were going to like a football game or something to see L play. But um, right. But outside of that, man, that was it. Christmas was a family time. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, hey, we're going to have a good week. No interruptions. Just straight up family time. So, mm-hmm. what was your favorite Christmas gift that you got from your parents? Uh, my favorite Christmas gift. Oh man, yeah. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, because L, you about to say I know mine. Right? Look, I remember mine. Go ahead, Laria. What's your favorite? I got a, a Teddy Rux. Uh, jacket on. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what Teddy Ruxpin is, you're a little too too young. But Teddy Ruxpin was like this singing bear. And you could put tapes in him and he you could play him all over the place and stuff. So they kept showing it on TV. And I was like, oh, I want a Teddy Ruxpin so bad. I want a Teddy Ruxpin. And dad couldn't find one. He was like, I'm 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 trying to find one. I'm trying to find one. And I was really sad thinking he really wasn't gonna come through. But Christmas <laughs> Day, I got my Teddy Ruxpin. I was so excited. I'm talking oh, about man. like I was on cloud nine. I still am. I still love that Teddy <laughs> I remember that. Do you remember your favorite? Go ahead. Ask Gail. Ask Gail. Ask Gail. Yeah. Now, what's your favorite yeah. Christmas gift that you got from your parents? Well, I had two. One was my first bike. I was really, really excited about it. I was really young. And it had like these little police lights on the front. I remember that. <laughs> like a, a police motorcycle. Almost like chips. And it had a little light. Oh, yeah. I was so excited about that one. And then the second one was um, I was so grumpy coming back from uh, Orlando. Like, I was just mad. And I was upset about stuff. Like, I'm tired of getting clothes for Christmas. And I wanted this. And And when we got home, and my parents were just laughing in the front seat. And And I was just making me even more irritated. But when we got home, my dad lifted the garage up. And that was my new little red little four-wheeler right there in the garage. And that's what I wanted for Christmas. Oh, and man. it was Mr. Battle had put it in there. He bought it from Mr. Battle oh. and Chris Battle. And uh, he put it in the garage for me. And I was so happy. I was like, oh, my God, it's the best thing ever. What about you? So for me, um, kind of like ill, mine is like two. It's something about that first bicycle because um, he gave me a bicycle for Christmas. And it was like, it looked like a motorcycle. It looked like a dirt bike. Oh, yeah. uh, That was my first bicycle. (laughs) Yeah, my first bicycle. It looked like a dirt bike. And then you could go, you know, and it was that fixed gear. So if you put your, I mean, not fixed gear, but, uh, you know, if you put it back, you could skid the back tire. Mm -hmm. And it would, like, skid all the way down the driveway. Uh, That was fun. But, and then kind of like L's four-wheeler experience, mine was a go-kart. And I actually have a picture of me and L on it. Oh yeah, driving that go kart. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a white Cobra Mustang. Mm-hmm. Um, the train. 
Yeah, it was. It looked like a real car. Like it looked like yeah. it was a go kart, and that was fun. Yeah, that was one of my mm-hmm. favorites. But I think Dad had um, like something. He had a connection with bicycles, mm-hmm. like because he and his brothers they never were able to, because you know they're a big family and they had to share all the same bicycle growing up. So I think when you know with something with bicycles that just made him like happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet he was happy to give that to yeah. his kids. And Luria, um, I think there's a story about you riding a bicycle with uh, Elle and uh, going up uh, to Davidson's Grocery. How did how did that happen? Um, <laughs> you want to tell about that story, Luria? Well, Luria has two bicycle stories. One, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. One, we were riding to Davidson's Grocery Store, and we, I think it was Old Pair Road. Old Pair Road. We were going around a curve. And we just kept going straight and then turned on the curb and ran right into the ditch, over into the field. And we're like, why do you just turn? She don't know why. And she just kept going. <laughs> the second one. I, was, was the second. I lost control of my bike. And I was trying to get back out of the ditch. Because I, you know how you're riding and you're just looking around. And next thing you know, you're in a ditch or something. You're just too far gone. <laughs> you're in a ditch so I was something. trying to get back. I was trying to be quiet and come back out of the ditch before they saw me. And hell, no. of course was like, Willaria, Willaria. <laughs> like, ah. So they came back. I was coming out of the ditch. <laughs> the second one That's with funny. Laria and bikes where Laria had this one bike that I wanted to ride and she kept riding around taunting me. So I went and got a broomstick and I stuck it in the <laughs> wheel spoke. And, and let them fall. <laughs> <laughs> and she got all so mad. That's messed up, man. He was so mad. See, this is the torture he used to put me through. Then he wonders why I snap on him. (laughs) (laughs) So David had a similar story with him and Uncle David. They used to have a circle that they used to ride their bicycle in because they all took turns riding the same bicycle. So dad tried to do an extra lap. And my Uncle David was like (laughs) (laughs) 6'6". And he clotheslined about the bicycle. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it, no, man. but it was never... funny when, right. But what L did talk about was when he first started trying to learn how to ride a bicycle. Yeah. And he kept falling off, and me and dad was laughing. And he got <laughs> mad and threw the bike. He <laughs> threw the bike? I picked the bike up. And he was like, <laughs> he Cause he would be, he'd be like, ah. I mean, he just kept getting out and falling out. Cause he was like, I don't want no training wheels no more. I'm a big boy. I don't want no training wheels. So daddy was like, all right, let's take them off. Damn. Man, El kept falling so much. Then he got mad because he couldn't ride it. It was just, it was no. hilarious. Well, I do want to kind of talk about just the sibling relationship that you guys have, and I think mm-hmm. it's pretty neat how you guys talk every day. And that's something that when I had Luke, I was so excited for RJ so they can have that same relationship. So now we're going to go a little bit and kind of get to know all three of you. So out of the three siblings, who is most likely to move to Hawaii? Ryan. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) No, Ryan. (laughs) Okay. Well, no, actually, Elle. I, if L called us today and was like, I'm moving to Hawaii, I'd be like, oh, okay. He'd be like, yeah, yeah. He's already halfway there. I know, right? Yeah. He ain't even four hours away, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, four hours. I would think Ryan would be the one to move to Hawaii. Yeah. I would move he's always talking about Hawaii. And mm-hmm. I would live in paradise somewhere. Oh, he's always on Zillow. Yeah, I'm on Zillow looking at houses <laughs> all the time. 
in Hawaii. I'm like, not in my budget. Not in my budget. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> like I'm waiting on a tiny home. Three bedroom, tiny home or something gonna show up. That's funny. She was the most most athletic. Everybody okay. knows the answer to that, right? I know. That's really, yeah, yeah, Larea Reed might be the most and she wouldn't have broke her toe. Yeah. Yeah. Brian talks about that all the time. And I'm dead serious though. When I was about 12 or 13, man, me and Larea raced from the mailbox to the front door. And Larea smoked me, bruh. Like, <laughs> I was like, she's I, was athletic. I still could be if I stopped eating, but <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see here. What's but, a good uh, but yeah, I what? mean, I I played basketball and all this stuff and ran track and yeah. all that. Ran track and everything. It was there, but mm-hmm. you just didn't want to play. It's still there. It just gotta. It's still there. It's gotta yeah. activate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of us did pretty well in sports, except for one of us just excelled greatly and still excels. L. Thank yeah. you. Look, he's yeah. looking at the I'm game t- now. He can't even concentrate. No, I'm looking at the thing. <laughs> Out of the three of you guys, who is the most stubborn? Ooh. Ryan. I would definitely say Ryan. Yeah, that's me. That's you? Yeah, that's Ryan me. Ryan's the most stubborn. Yeah. Ryan will not I, budge. I was man. born like that. But it's also like, not only maybe you might be stubborn, but you also like to have a debate about anything. Even if... Yeah, I get that from my brother. Yeah. Me and my brother. So both of y'all like to debate. I think on the phone, sometimes I'm just like, I'm going to go in the other room while they're debating about sports. That's what I feel the I'm same like, way, Cheryl. never going to be settled. <laughs> well, I said, and it's like, oh, let's call Reed. And so here, if one of them calls me, it's like, hey, hey, I'm getting ready to merge you in with your brother. That's the, that's the first thing <laughs> the other one says about the other one. I don't know who's calling. And then it's like, so such and such, then they want to debate with me and tell me what I should. I'm like, I don't care. I don't know how y'all even got there. But I don't know talking. either. Half the time, we don't even know how we got there. I know. It's normally about uh, LeBron something. Yeah, I was about to say LeBron James and Kobe, Kobe Bryant. God rest his soul. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan is a Kobe Bryant fan. Even yeah, right. in Kobe's death and even in him retiring, Ryan is still loyal <laughs> to Kobe Bryant yeah, as if he's still playing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it was like loyal he, no matter what team LeBron goes on. <laughs> Doesn't even matter. At least my dude was with and then, team. No, let's talk about the funeral Ryan basically had when uh, LeBron went to L.A. That was like, <laughs> <laughs> he can't do that. <laughs> but I, I was like, man, he just wanted to learn how to win, so he had to go to the Lakers. He didn't. He still didn't know how to win yet. It's, so. it's bittersweet for Ryan because Ryan's a Lakers fan. And he yeah, it was, it was weird. And so he doesn't want LeBron to win championships, but he wants the Lakers to win championships. <laughs> <laughs> so <he> like, <laughs> right. But I, at the same time, I always said, I said, I'd rather have him than not have him. Like, I'd rather have LeBron on my team than to not have him because he is one of the best players in the NBA. So, Ooh, we like him as a person. I like him as a person. Ooh. I never said <laughs> And then Al's gonna replay it the next time. Yeah, yeah. Argue. <laughs> I say I'd rather have him than not have him. I mean, the people need to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd be a fool not to want LeBron. Like I ain't want him, but I ain't gonna say I don't don't want him. You know, so it's you know it's all good. So we're our preachers' kids, and um, we want to kind of settle this right now and kind of settle the stereotype of preachers' kids being bad. 
Uh, what do y'all have to say about that? Well, not all of us are bad. <laughs> Some of us may be. <laughs> Some of us just may be more blatant, outspoken with it, and some of us may not be as bad as others. I think, you know, there may be one out of three, I would say, the stats would be, maybe. <laughs> we don't know who that one is, we though. We don't know who that one no, is. I don't know who the one is, but <laughs> one out of three, I would say, would maybe be kind of like a little against the grain. Yeah, yeah, but that, you know, but that's normal though. Half of my <laughs> life growing up was full of entertainment because of L. Like, so you just called the person out. <laughs> I would, I would, I will say that my life was much more entertaining growing up. Like, I have so many stories about, like, just like, I'm like, is this a movie? You know, <laughs> like, just crazy stuff that's happened, but you know, yeah. But at yeah. the same time, it's like there, you know, like if I was to say, hey, um, you know, who knows the Bible more? Like first person I think of is L. I'm like, yeah, you know, he knows the Bible more than just about anybody that I know. So it's yeah. uh, you know, it's it's always good. It, well, you know that thing the devil knows the Bible too. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. He knows the Bible for reasons in the of defense. So, like, if I say L, you need to da 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 da, da he'll be like, "Judge not." That's, <laughs> you. That's his favorite scripture. Judge not. <laughs> but no, he L is very intelligent, right? You, we all are. What I like about our family, and I really mean this, is we're all completely different but alike. Like mm -hmm. we all enjoy the same, like our foundational things as far as family, having a good time, making jokes, acting silly. You know, we all yeah. have a good time doing that. So I think that our parents did a great job. Like I was telling, I think I was telling Elle, you know, a lot of preachers kids, I didn't know growing up that it was like this thing until afterwards because it wasn't presented to us like, you can't be doing that. I'm the pastor, I'm the pastor and you the pastor child. Like it was like, mm -hmm. I'm Willie Reed and you my kids. Mm -hmm. I'm Lori Reed and you my child. I don't care mm -hmm. about none of that stuff. You need to be a good person. You need to be born again. You need to be a good Christian. And it was an example set there with that. So it wasn't like they were living another way at the church and then another yes. way at the house. The same yeah, Willie Reed true. that was at the pulpit was at the house. The same Gloria <laughs> Reed in the church, same way she is <laughs> at church, she Today. is at home. So I think that that's a testimony to if you have children, you can't be acting one way at the church and come in there. And, you know, it makes people feel like, well, who are you really? Like, so that's all we going to do is faith. And I think mm -hmm. that, that they did a great job of that, which helped me in my relationship with God, because I felt like I didn't there wasn't this high bar. Like I couldn't be myself with God. Right. So I think that that helps. Mm -hmm. That's my little spiel. Well said, Ria. Well said. <laughs> Thank you. And what do you think the biggest lesson your mom and dad taught you? What was it? Uh, the biggest lesson is just be a good person and follow Jesus. That was the main thing. If you follow Jesus, being a good person will go along with it. Um, yeah, I would say that was probably one of the biggest lessons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You follow Jesus, he'll take care of the rest. Um, I would think just being able to, to set goals and tithe. Uh, I know my dad didn't know too much about football at all, believe it or not. He knew a lot about basketball, but he didn't know like all the positions in football and his strategy. 
but he knew I wanted to excel in it. So um, not even knowing that much about it, he would just say, hey, write your goals down. Uh, you know, work toward what you want to do. And you can achieve it, whatever it is in life. You know, so it's very important to, you know, write the vision, make it plain and, you know, lay out a list of what you need to do to be able to attain your goals. And then on top of that, once you work hard, you need to he was always teaching tithe to me, you know, to really just tithe to really be able to have the blessings that God wants to give you. And that's a big thing that I sometimes have trouble with to this day, because it's, sometimes you think about it, it's like a little tough to, you know, give the 10 percent when you want to try to save money or you want to try to get gifts, especially around this time for like holidays. So I think if you really like tithing or diligent in tithing and in goal setting, then I think the sky's the limit for anyone. And I think that's mm -hmm. what uh, my parents, both of them really want to stress a lot to us and not just to me. Yeah, I agree. I remember one thing uh, that stood out when dad was preaching. He'll say, you know, uh, when he's teaching on tithing, um, he'll tell us, you know, it's not your money to begin with. Mm -hmm. So you give him his and, uh, you know, that's that's all he has. He said he ain't asked for 90 percent <laughs> and you live off of 10. Yeah. You know, he said he said, that's it. You know, he said it's not your money. So, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, it's it's stated in the Bible, you know, test me in this. And, and I'll give you more than, than what you're supposed to receive. And then the key thing is the verse after that, where he states that he will protect you from the devourer. And a lot of people forget that part. So tithing does not only just go into abundance, but he protects you from the hurt, harm, and danger that could come upon you. So that's mm -hmm. what and along with being focused with your goals, you know, my dad would always say it's hard for you to lose. He would always say, like, it's hard to beat me on my knees. And I'm praying. Mm -hmm. But those are along the lines of goal setting and tithing. You know, whatever you want normally will come to fruition. Yeah. And it's definitely instilled in Ryan. I know when 2020, it was rolling around, he wrote out everything on a sheet of paper. So he put like 2020 goals and he had all these different areas. And he said, all right, we're going to sit down, Cheryl. We're going to write these goals out. I said, you sound like your daddy. <laughs> so. That's right. That's it. Yeah. And then the Rona hit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> need to rewrite it. Need to go back. <laughs> hey, but we're still tithing. So we're still I guess. Tithing. Yeah. Still <laughs> tithing. You making it work? Yeah. You making it work? <laughs> All right, Laria. So what do you think the biggest lesson that your parents taught you? What would that be? Um, I think and shameless plug, I wrote, uh, wrote a book about all of this lessons from my father. Yeah, <laughs> we'll leave a link in the description below. Yeah, I know. Very good. Because <laughs> I did talk about a lot of things. But when you asked no, the question, I was kind of like, well, what is it? Um, but one thing that I learned from both of our parents is family needs to stick together. And you're gonna have you're gonna get mad at each other you're gonna be everything ain't gonna be happy all the time but you've got to love each other you've got to accept each other for who you are and you've got to move forward uh so no grudges no if we get mad at each other okay you get a day not to call us or whatever but hey i'm calling you anyway how you doing you all right everything good okay cool because we have to stick together that's just the way family has to be so i encourage anybody that's watching if you have any problems in your family, anybody that you don't want to talk to right now, whatever, for whatever reason, and it may be bad, you got to try to figure out a way to be like, look, you feel like you're right. I feel like I'm right, but we still family. We got to love each other. So let's just move forward. And that's one of the things that dad talked about all the time. You know, y'all got to stick together. 
we're going to be, mm -hmm. and that's why Christmas was so important to him because we were together. And so you have family members, brothers, sisters, children, whatever. You just have to stick together and keep it pushing because they're going to make mm -hmm. you mad. Y'all make me mad and I just keep moving. So, <laughs> you know, and the is the <laughs> that's just the way it is. If I don't agree with you, that doesn't mean I can't, I got to stop talking to you. It just means that's just your thought process. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So right. like we yeah, just keep going. Because one thing we don't know is when we're going to leave this earth and the last thing exactly. you want to be is mad at your brother or sister over something stupid. And then, right. you know, and here they dead and gone and you over there living with grief for the rest of your life because you weren't That's able right. to um, to get things right with each other. So That's right. One of the lessons that you didn't <clears throat> mention that your dad really taught you is just being like open to talk about death, yeah. you know, and just... Mm -hmm like knowing like where you go when you die and knowing you know how to get there yeah and yeah so i think that's yeah man because death uh you know it's it's coming you know from the day you born mm -hmm. this is countdown and we don't know who the oldest person in the room is yeah that's right you never know who's gonna check out first but you know that's why it's good to love well, i pray we're all raptured together, together. <laughs> <laughs> Way 2020 going, it might be in a couple of days. You never know. <laughs> no. Well, thanks, Ellen Maria. Appreciate y'all for coming on the catch. I would like to thank Ryan and Cheryl for the catch, the podcast. I think mm -hmm. it's very important that people do get a chance to come on the podcast to, you know, say their story of their walk and their relationship with Jesus. And I think it's very important at this time, especially because of the pandemic. And we can't congregate like we normally would congregate and to talk about things and to have that, you know, interaction with each other. So I think it's a really big deal. I think you guys are doing a wonderful job, awesome job. Keep it going, and we're very proud of you guys. Oh, yeah, thank you, Al. Yeah, thank you. A big virtual hug to you. Al <laughs> <laughs> normally punch me in the stomach. I try to give it. Come mm. <laughs> Ain't no love. Ain't no love. <laughs> Uh, I'm just glad that you all allowed us to come on and kind of share our stories about Christmas with dad and mom and you guys. And um, thank you so much for having us on. I enjoyed it. And hopefully we can come back and do something crazy again. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll be glad to have y'all back. And, um, and we're going to for real put your book in the link in the description below. Um, for real? Y'all ought to yeah. check it out. No, it's, it's a great book and it really gives like a deep dive into your life and, and our parents' lives. And um, it does, you do a great job with that. So, And we'll also have resources if you want to know more about Jesus and how to start a relationship with him also in the description. Thanks for listening. We love you guys. Peace.